This is 89.1 WEMU, and we're a couple of weeks removed from the severe storms that drenched Washtenaw County in southeast Michigan. Now, there are lessons to be learned and plans to be made. I'm David Fair, and welcome to this week's edition of Issues of the Environment. Some areas of Washtenaw County received nearly five inches of rain in a really short three-hour period on Wednesday, August 23rd. That was followed by more thunderstorms and wet weather the next night. We also saw seven tornadoes touchdown on that Thursday in Michigan. My guest today and others refer to the Wednesday night rainfall as a 500-year weather event. Evan Pratt is Washtenaw County Water Resources Commissioner, and thanks for making time for me today, Evan. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's great to be here, David. I mean, holy rain garden, Batman. That was really something, wasn't it? It sure was, uh, and I, you know, on top of it all, I've got a dog that's pretty uncomfortable with those type of events. So it, it was not good to be awake most of the night, knowing that it was going to be a pretty busy Wednesday and uh, Thursday. That's for sure. So as you're sitting with a shaking dog, did you recognize it, recognize it as a rather rare event right off, or only in retrospect? Uh, not right off the bat, but, um, you know, I had texts in my inbox from staff that were already, you know, heading out on service calls. Uh, it was pretty light Thursday morning. We had a couple of calls by 9 or 10 a.m. Um, I live on the north side of Ann Arbor, which got a pretty good amount of rain, but it was nothing like what the eastern uh, half of our county and the western southwestern portion and far southeastern portion of Wayne County got. Uh, but based on the text from the staff, uh, I decided I would be skipping the PFAS seminar in Lansing. I still need to learn a lot more about PFAS. Uh, but I just got in the car, and I spent six or seven hours just driving around the eastern part of the county and, and, and stopping and talking to a lot of different people along the way. Uh, but, you know, getting that visual, David, really helps. And having a team that's been through this type of thing before and understands how we need to uh, share information with our decision makers in county administration, the county board, uh, emergency management, uh, you know, talking with uh, Ben Panette at emergency management and the sheriff's office a couple, three times uh, during the day and even all the way through uh, yesterday having kind of a final button-up conversation. Uh, just it's great to get out there and get eyes on things. Of course, one of the reasons I was out there was because there were a couple of things I really needed to get my eyes on. We had a little washout next to a dam, for example, by uh, the uh, Willow Run Airport. So now uh, Tyler Road approach to that area is closed and will probably be closed for, you know, at least in a duration of months. We've, we've got a number of follow-up meetings to have with different folks, David. Well, so give me a grade. How well suited is the stormwater system in Washtenaw County to handle such an immense amount of rainfall in such a short period of time after you've done some assessment? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, there's nobody's storm system in the United States. I don't want to say the world because I don't know everything about the whole world, but nobody's system in the United States can handle what uh, you know we're calling colloquially a 500-year storm. The the technical term for that, though, and the National Weather Service fellow I was with on uh, Monday reminded me of this. There's a two tenths of a percent chance of that type of rainfall that intensity happening in any given year. Uh, so two-tenths of a percent is kind of what you get if you flip, you know, 500 years upside down. So it often gets called 500-year storm. Uh, I don't think it really matters as far as our discussion or what we're sharing with the public, but no system is built to handle that. Most stormwater systems, the pipes are typically built 
since I'll say the 60s or 70s for what we might call a 10-year storm in most communities, not all. Uh, and some communities have pipes that were built before those design standards. Uh, a 10-year storm, of course, uh, if I use the analogy I did with the 500, means a 10% chance of occurring any year. So the idea is it'll stay in pipe if you get a storm of that size. And since the 70s, most of the uh, developments that go in and have a large pond, we call them retention ponds, to retain water during the storm and slowly release it after the storm so that that water is not uh, contributing to the problems we have. Most of the detention basins are built for that what we call a 100-year storm or a 1% chance each year. So when we get events like this, systems are going to be overwhelmed. The, the key is uh, you need to make sure the water keeps flowing when you have these big events so that the you know, amount of time and the severity of the issues are, are minimized. So our, our whole game, David, our whole approach to things is to do everything we can to reduce the frequency and severity of events, whether they're small, medium, and large. We want to make sure and avoid property damage. And going and driving around is about learning where, where did we have problems. And I'd say, you know, three or four of the places I stopped, uh, I made a mental note and have circled back with staff to say, hey, this appears to be a place where we need to we need to show up twice a year, whether there's a problem or not, to because it's uh, the folks nearby are going to be more readily impacted by you know a medium-sized storm, for example. We're talking long answer, but. We're, we're talking with Washtenaw County Water Resources Commissioner Evan Pratt on WEMU's Issues of the Environment. And Evan, we know climate change is going to bring an increase in the frequency of major storm events. It's going to happen again and potentially sooner rather than later. How is the Office of the Water Resources Commissioner planning to further adapt to that inevitability? You know, we've got three prongs on that strategy. I, I would say at present, based on how the funding setup works, we're not going to achieve that reliance, but it doesn't mean we're not going to try. Uh, but our three prongs really are, number one, to identify any place where we have an opportunity to store or retain more water when it's raining hard. So, for example, in the city of Ann Arbor, we've worked with the city to retrofit some of their large-scale uh, stormwater basins. Um, a second prong you know, after the large-scale basins, is on those new developments. We passed uh, design standards now nine years ago requiring the new developments to soak as much water into the ground as they could. And the good news is um, about 55% of those developments, as we look at it every quarter, it varies a little, but most of those developments are actually able to soak in 90% of the annual rainfall, David. So when we get the 500-year storm on those sites, uh, water is going to leave the site, but anything a hundred-year storm and smaller, no water is going to leave those sites. Uh, so that's that's pretty neat uh, for us. When I say ninety percent of the annual rainfall, uh, what I'm also saying is, at least currently, the statistical stuff that we're able to see, the most recent information from about a dozen years ago, suggests that um, storms of one inch and less are where 90% of the rain falls. So if we can kind of keep pushing that water into the ground, that helps. So that's our second prong, the private development side of things. Uh, we're also as kind of prong 2A of that one. We've got a bunch of sensor nodes out right now in uh, developments, ponds of various eras. So currently we're requiring soaking water into the ground. My predecessor, Janice Bobrin, was uh, progressive and changed the standards a couple of times 
from the 80s forward, we're actually seeing how do those ponds perform? Are any of them performing in such a way that we can actually divert more water to them and have them doing more work for us? We believe there are situations like that. And are any performing poorly, either because of, you know, maybe the design didn't work, it got built incorrectly, or it's been modified since it was built. So we're kind of, you know, trying to make sure that what we do have is working and where can we take advantage of what we already have. And then our third prong is those rain gardens that uh, you've been very helpful at WEMU uh, promoting and sharing. Uh, There's over 2,000 of them in Washtenaw County now. Many people have gone through our Master Rain Gardener class, and many people have, uh, you know, found other avenues to figure out how to build a rain garden on their house. So we figure we can store two Michigan stadiums of rainfall uh, throughout those uh, um, rain gardens that are distributed all over. So three prongs to try to deal with climate but we know we're not going to get ahead of climate. We're just hoping to get behind a little slower. I, I know that's a kind of a chilling thing maybe to let people know, but that's the reality of the situation uh, with how stormwater is currently funded. So we have very little time left together, Evan, but I do want to ask a final question. You've detailed in a very professional manner in which how you view and assess significant weather events and overall impacts. What would you like us as lay people to consider as we reflect on the impacts of the most recent storms? Sure. Um, I think there's a couple of three things. One, um, as I've kind of suggested, we are going to have storms that do impact people. It's super helpful for us and the communities that people live in to let us know when there is a problem, uh, whether that's during a storm or not during a storm. Uh, we have uh, an electronic tool on our website at washtenaw.org. If you just go to washtenaw.org and type flood reporting, um, people can upload a photo. It's real helpful for us, especially during storm triage, when we have more places to go than, than, than people to get there in five minutes to see a photo and understand if this is a, a 20 foot by 20 foot uh, puddle in the backyard or if we've got three feet of water on a road, uh, like we did at a place called Apple Ridge in Ipsy Township in 2021, we retrofitted those Apple Ridge uh, stormwater structures so they wouldn't get debris caught on them, and they worked great this last storm. You know, water in basements can be an issue. Make sure that roof water is getting away from your basement, four-foot downspout extensions. Uh, You may not want a sump pump, but sometimes that is a thing that uh, you need and want to have. And you don't want to hook your sump pump into the sanitary sewer. If your sump pump's hooked into the sanitary sewer and you've had basement backups, uh, although it's expensive, you really want to consider unhooking that uh, because that will help you as well as many other people. Hey, I'd like to thank you so much for uh, the time and sharing the information, Evan. I appreciate it. That is Evan Pratt, Washington County Water Resources Commissioner, joining us with reflections on a 500-year weather event with an eye towards becoming more climate adapted. For more information, go to WEMU.org. I'm David Fair, and this is your community NPR station, 891 WEMU-FM, Ypsilanti.